Revelation chapter 12 describes the relation between God's church and Satan. This is one of the most fascinating subjects in the Bible. Learn more next on The Key of David with Gerald Flurry. Greetings, everyone. Chapter 12 of the book of Revelation is a very unusual chapter in the Bible. It is a prophecy of God's church and its relation to Satan. Now that uh, is a very important subject, and I know of no other place in the Bible that uh, explains this subject in one chapter as in Revelation 12. There's just nothing else like it in the entire Bible. God explains His church there and all the wonderful light it has and the inspiration about that wonder of a great wonder. But then, of course, there's another wonder. This one is not called a great wonder, but it is the wonder of Satan the devil called the great red dragon. And God has quite a description of it as well and shows this intimate relationship between the two in spite of the fact that they're the exact opposites. But if you have uh, any interest in, in this, and it really every Christian should have a lot of interest in it, it is, after all, about God. It's a prophecy of God's church and its relation to Satan, and everybody really ought to be interested in that subject. So if you look at these verses, you'll see Satan in a way that maybe you've never seen him before, but he has frightening power. It is, it is really, really scary when you look at all the things that he does, and he, he, after all, he deceives the whole world. He's the God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 4. And how can you explain that if we really know the devil? How could be, he be the God of this world? And, and uh, we, we uh, not know that because you don't hear very much about it. But I want to talk to you about it today, and I think you'll find this a fascinating subject. I certainly do. Revelation 12 and verse 1 reads this way, And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman, which is a symbol of the church, proved by many scriptures, but here is a, a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. Now here you have that this church is just clothed with the sun, really a type of Jesus Christ. And I mean she has the sun and the moon is under her feet. And she has this crown of twelve stars, a symbol of the twelve tribes of Israel. And she has all this light, this sun, clothing her. And the moon, of course, uh, would be dark and ugly if, if it had to rely on itself. But it's when you see, let's say, uh, the, a moonlight night, you can practically see like you do in the daytime, but that's not the the light from the, from the moon, and it's just the moon reflecting the light from the sun, which clothes this church. And it has the twelve 
stars or the twelve symbol of the twelve tribes of Israel. But this is all happening right now, and the church, of course, is led by the Lion of Judah. But look at all the light that God talks about here with His church. And this is in the book of Revelation. It's called the Doomsday Book, and just all kinds of negative labels about the book of Revelation. But do people know that it is a book of light? If they would just understand it, if they would just seek God's help and His direction, so He would reveal this to them? Because it has been revealed in this end time, and it is understood now. But think about all that royalty and all that light in God's own church. Now, do you see that light? It is here, Christ said Himself when He was on this earth, that I will build My church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. It will always be alive. Well, where is it? Where is that light in this dark world? Where is it today? Something we need to think about. We have here something that is just full of God's glory, and He wants us to, to uh, have this light. Do you have this light? Well, if we don't have it, here's the reason. Well, I'll lead into the reason why, but we're still in the description of the church of God. And verse 2 says, And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. So it's picturing like a woman giving birth to a child. And here we do have to struggle to receive this light, and so that we can help Christ give it to the whole world very shortly. It is painful at times. There are trials, and there are tests, and we do have to struggle to be born into the very family of God forever. But it's worth the struggle if you understand what the end result is. It's very exciting every step of the way. So let's uh, realize who we are if we are God's very elect. He says He'll make us His co-saviors. We are His co-saviors now, even. And we're going to be a lot more so when He returns to this earth, and we look like He does. That's all described in Revelation 1, the chapter 1. Notice verse 3, where it says, And there appeared another wonder in heaven. Here's something else. And behold, a great red dragon. You see, now here's the reason we have darkness and not light in this world. Here it is. How powerful is He if He can do all that Himself? Just put the world into darkness, black, black, black darkness. And there appeared another wonder in heaven. And behold, a great red dragon, having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon His heads." That's verse 3. So here you have, really, this is referring back to the Old Testament and the Roman Empire, 
and that seven heads it has, led and led by the, uh, well, all of these great beasts of, that's talked about are, are led by this great red dragon, every single one of them. And here, of course, those ten horns end up being ten horns in this very end time, and the last seven of them comprise the Holy Roman Empire. So we need to understand that, and we have a booklet on the Holy Roman Empire, and we will send that to you if you request it, and we'll explain that in the end of this program. So we're trying to, again, it, it, God is comparing this light to darkness, or the black, black world we live in today. He's comparing the two and say, Here, now here's the class you'll have throughout, because Satan will always be trying to destroy the living church of God. He always has. That's his number one target, and his number one passion, to destroy the church of God, the true church of God. Verse 4 talks about the destructive power that he has. He brought one-third of the brilliant angels with him to this earth, and then deceived every single one of them. That's the power this being has. One of three archangels. That's the, that's the three greatest creations of God before man was created. And they're here today, two of them, helping us and making sure that God's church prevails. So Satan, though, has turned from God, or Lucifer turned, and became Satan. So uh, stars are also a symbol of the angels, so you can see that in Revelation 1 and verse 20. But notice it says in the last part of verse 4, the tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast them to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman, which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born." So God had to warn Joseph and Mary to take this baby Jesus into Egypt so the king at that time wouldn't kill him, have him killed. That's how dangerous it, it was, and then after that king died, well, he, the, the family came back to Judah. Revelation 12 and verse 5 says, She brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron, and her child was caught up unto God and to His throne. Let me just give you a quote here from what we wrote in our booklet. Or this information will send you. Now, there quickly it travels over the time from ancient Israel, the birth of Christ, Satan's attack, Jesus' ministry, his death, his resurrection, his ascension to heaven, caught up to God. All that has been covered in that little space that I have just read to you. Now, here, here you can see all of this is unfolding, all of this history, and it leads right up to the time we're living right now today, and it then leads right into the Second Coming of Jesus Christ. And oh, how close that is to us today! Revelation 12 and verse 6 said that the woman fled into the wilderness. Now it's into the Middle Ages. 
And it, but if you look back at the beginning of the church in 31 A.D., well, it took them about uh, 22 years to be turning away from God and getting into other doctrines of this world. That's how quickly Satan struck against that church. And he's done the same thing in this end time, and there's even been a more massive destruction than there was then. But you, you can see in that period throughout the Middle Ages they had to just secretly flee to the mountains and other places to get beyond the government wherever it was, or, or they would be put to death, or imprisoned, or whatever. Verse 6 continues, where she has a place prepared of God, that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. That actually means 1260 years. You can see in the Old Testament that a day is for a year in prophecy fulfilled. And we, you, we'll uh, give you material to show you that. But think about this, God says He prepared a place for them so they could flee and get away and not be destroyed by uh, the leaders of this world. This is not God's world. It is not a world of light. It's a world of darkness and death. And we have to wake up and see that and turn to God if we're ever going to solve our problems. And that's going to happen soon, in spite of man, regardless of what he does. But anyhow, 1260 years, can you imagine the power of Satan the devil just making God's church flee from throughout those years just to survive in this world? Amazing. See, the, the, uh, but then after the Middle Ages, that brings us up to the time we're in right now. I mean, this very time we're living in today. But uh, where, where, where uh, are we in the, in the time of prophecy as a church? Where are we today as a time of prophecy in God's own church? That's what he's talking about here. This uh, speaks of the, condi uh, the condition of the church in relation to Satan. Well, that's, that's interesting. interesting. It ought to be interesting to all of us. In other words, God shows you His church, and then He shows you Satan and His churches and His worldly leadership around the world. That's the kind of world we live in today. Notice verse 7, And there was a war in heaven. Now, that's the modern time. It happened, well, probably about 35 years ago. But notice, what is happening here, there was a war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought, and his angels. Now here is Lucifer that became Satan, decided the reason he became Satan, he decided he wanted to rule himself, and he actually declared war against God. That's how powerful this brilliant angel is, or archangel, in the past. And now Satan the devil. Verse 8, And prevailed not, neither was their place found any more in heaven. So this is the modern days that we're in right now, and God says He, he cast them down to this earth, and they have no more access to, to the heavens and outside the earth. All of those millions of angels 
that became demons and are now led by Satan are confined to this earth. You want to know why you see all the turmoil and all the hatred and all the division and all the violence in this world? This is the reason why. It's the reason why. See, again, this is a prophecy of the Church of God and its relation to Satan the devil. Verse 9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceives the whole world, the whole world, not just part of it. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels, or demons, were cast out with him. See, here, the, here was a war in heaven. Well, they had a, uh, this, is the, this is the second one they've had. You look at Isaiah 14, there, this, this is, that's dual, and, and uh, Michael won that war against Satan the devil. And he, he, he said he was going to rule over all of the, uh, the, the stars in, in heaven. He made an attempt to overthrow God Himself. And you can see that also in Ezekiel 28. He was perfect in the day He was created. God created Him to be a perfect being. And He was perfect until lawlessness, iniquity should be lawlessness, was found in Him. He kicked God's rule away. He was sent to this earth to govern this earth and qualify all the angels to rule the whole universe, but then that failed, and God had to recreate Himself in man, recreate Himself to rule the universe. And that's what's going on today. And that's what this, why you're here on this earth, and why I'm here. We're all here for that very purpose. And God's going to make that happen, in spite of man, in spite of His rebellion. But the archangel Lucifer became Satan the devil. And now Satan punishes us through the, uh, the governments of this world. Because, well, it's Satan's world. You take one false step, accept one false step, Herbert Armstrong wrote, and refuse to repent of it at once and turn from it, you will turn and go on to more and more error. In other words, if you reject one point of truth or take one step aside into a point of error, into darkness, unless you repent immediately and go back to the light, you will take more and more steps into erroneous beliefs and one by one give up the points of truth you had seen and accepted. Then it goes on to talk about God's Word is the Holy Bible is, is our light. That is the light, the Holy Bible. And then He wants to give us His Holy Spirit so that that truth can live in us and we can overcome Satan and all of the evil in this world and the evil in, in our own human nature. That's what God wants. He has a, given us light, a lantern, a lamp. There's always that lamp to light this world, but the world still rejects it until Jesus Christ returns. That's the way, it's, way it is and the way it's going to be. Verse 10 says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of His Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. Now he's talking about the, the 
spiritual Israel, the church. And he, he, he says they're accusing, uh, Satan is accusing the brethren. But this is dual. I w- just hope you'll remember this. This is dual. It's for aimed at spiritual Israel, and it's also aimed at prophetic Israel, which is two nations. In this end time, our book on the United States and Britain and Prophecy will explain that to you, and we've been explaining it for years. But two nations, the U.S. and the U.K., United Kingdom, or prophetic Israel in this end time. That's what your Bible says. Now, let, think about that. If you want to know why we have all of this, uh, this hatred and violence between our brethren, our, our own people in our nation, in America and in Britain, well, here's, here's the answer to the, solving that. And here is what is happening. Look at the division, and look at the hatred, and look at the violence. Who is causing that? We, there is cause and effect. Cause and effect, the Bible teaches throughout. What is the cause? What is happening to us? And what is happening to God's church? Ninety-five percent of them turned away from God because Satan was sent when he was sent to this earth, he wrecked that church in just a few years, totally wrecked it. Your Bible tells you that. And then he talks about that finally they, they do repent, 50% of them repent anyhow, and this, all this, that they finally get back to that light, finally get back to it. Again, Mr. Armstrong wrote, But you think you, you are immune from the wiles and subtle deceptions of Satan? Are you stronger than Satan? Don't so unwisely underestimate Satan. Satan is the strongest being or personage God ever created, except the other two archangels, Michael and Gabriel. Wow! And here, notice verse 12, Therefore rejoice, you heavens, and you that dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down unto you, having great wrath, because he knows that he has but a short time. He knows when he's cast down that it's almost over for him. Christ is about to return and replace him as the ruler of this earth. That's what this is all about. Does he have fierce wrath? I should say he does. Yes, he does. And he's, he's got a short time, and he's not going to ever give up, because he has nothing to lose, really. But here you have Christ is going to be coming in that day of the Lord, which happens just after the Great Tribulation. If we don't repent and have God save us, we're going to have some serious trouble. Verse 13, And when the dragon saw that he was cast into the earth, he persecuted the woman which brought forth the man-child, or Jesus Christ. That's God's own church. And he, he, he actually turned 95% of them away from God just in a short few years. That shows you the power of this great being. I mean, the whole church was decimated. What can we do about that? Well, he's not chained, you see, but he's about to be for a thousand years. But he knows there's only a short time left, and he is just filled with wrath. 
because he knows he's going to be sent into outer darkness and kicked off his throne. That's what this verse 13 is all about. Herbert Armstrong said, But I, I did believe him, talking about Christ, and I have not compromised with that belief one iota. See, he's been working, he did that for years, for many years, well beyond 50 years, and even 60, really. So he, he, uh, he says, that goes on to say in verse 14, that God is going to give the, this, His own very elect, those who obey Him, He's going to take them to her place, verse 14, and save them from the face of the serpent. And you can see there's an army chasing them. Go on to read the rest of those verses. That flood is an army. And Satan is going after this very elect that's taken to a place of protection. And God just lets the earth swallow them up because He protects His people. He'll protect you. And He has a guardian angel for each one of His own members and sons. That's, that's a wonderful blessing. But there is a place there, say. See, verse 15 talks about the serpent going after them. And then finally, there in verse 17, well, you can see. The 50% of the Laodiceans repent. Until next week, this is Gerald Flurry. Goodbye, friends. As much as Satan hates the modern day nations of Israel, particularly America, his number one target is always God's church. Soon after Jesus Christ founded God's one true church in the first century, Satan established a powerful counterfeit church. Throughout history, this great false church has persecuted God's people, even uniting with national governments to slaughter true Christians and everyone else who stood in their way. Request our free book, The Holy Roman Empire in Prophecy, to discover the wretched truth about the most destructive church-state union in world history. Learn how the Holy Roman Empire is a symbol of Satan's terrifying power. Understand why this empire keeps rising from the dead and how it will do so one more time before the return of Jesus Christ. Also request our free booklet, Germany and the Holy Roman Empire. Through the millennia, the nation at the head of the Holy Roman Empire has almost always been Germany. Even in Old Testament times, the ancestors of the Germans were known and feared as a remarkable war-making people. This is their defining national characteristic, and it hasn't disappeared just because the world has scorned Germany for the atrocities of World War II. Your Bible has a lot to say about the Holy Roman Empire, and not all of it is bad. You can prove for yourself that this monstrous superpower will rise one last time and that it is a weapon in God's hands to punish His rebellious people. You'll also receive a copy of our free reprint article, Satan Cast Down. Revelation chapter 12 depicts Satan trying for a second time to overthrow God and being cast down to the earth for a second time. But this time, Satan and his millions of demons are stuck here. This is why our world is on the brink of annihilation. Satan's attacks are fierce, especially against God's church. Through intense persecution, the church shines with the glorious light of God's perfect character. God will protect his loyal people. 
All our literature is available free of charge at no cost or obligation to you. Request The Holy Roman Empire in Prophecy, Germany and the Holy Roman Empire and Satan Cast Down. Order now. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. For the free literature, call toll-free 1-800-339-7629. The preceding program was a paid presentation of The Key of David, brought to you by the Philadelphia Church of God.